What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's the likeliest landing spot for Bo Levi Mitchell? And I tweeted the options. B.C., Saskatchewan, XFL, or other. Still leading the way as other. Can you people, can you people... Tell me where other is, because I have no idea where he would go other than Saskatchewan, B.C., or the XFL and his hometown, Houston Roughnecks. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Rocking and rolling into hour two of the RP Show, everybody. Welcome uh, to your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show. We are going to get into the entertainment here. Trust me, we keep pushing things back as we got breaking news on this Monday as we crack the lid on a brand new week. And uh, thank you to Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati for joining us in Hour 1. We have Zig Fracassi coming up later on here in Hour 2 from Sirius XM NFL Radio. And we welcome back to the program Darren Moose DuPont. And Moose, I'm going to try very much to keep on the rails here and on track. <clears throat> I really appreciate you, uh, I do, for keeping me between the rails and... Uh, just keeping my head on straight. For instance, the reason I say that is I had mentioned that I FAU Stadium is walkable from here. I just ran into it on the weekend. I went for a drive, actually. Yeah. And I was listening to sports talk radio. And I'm like, dude, I could, I could walk to Florida Atlantic Stadium from my – I didn't even know. Um, but you said to – and then I was at the Dolphins game Saturday. And there was a snarl to get there. And you made a good point. You said you don't need to go to all the games to the press box. Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, those guys just watch the games on TV and then sit Monday to Friday and, and uh, talk about it. And I'm like, thank you for the reminder, Darren, that I don't need to be everywhere and be everything. Although having said that, it's, I like to go. You know, there's nothing wrong in jumping in the car and going 40 miles down the road, which is how far it is to the Dolphin Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium for me. But if it's walkable to go to FAU, I'm probably going to do that. But it's just fun discovering new things. And as we, uh, I'm going to read all the text messages because I just opened the, 50, the 902 line. I'll read them all in a second. Tell the folks what you got going on here in the next month because it's pretty exciting for you too, speaking of traveling. Yeah, it, it is pretty exciting. Like it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to be out in, in the Niagara region. And that was a, a DuPont Media contract with the, uh, or the Canada Games, social media and communications and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. But now I get to get back in the booth and uh, the Canada West football season, university sports. We have a television contract, a deal across Western Canada. So I'll be calling those games. And actually uh, next weekend on Friday, I'll be in, in uh, Winnipeg 
for the season opener, Manitoba Bisons and the Regina Rams. So I'm really excited for that to get started. And, and that'll go right till uh, the early part of November when the Hardy Cup gets handed out. Right now. So what's exciting is we're all, we're all over the place with the RP show and uh, we're growing and uh, the staff's growing and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. So before I jump into what I wanted to talk about earlier that I've been putting off for a while here from the text line, uh, 902-518-3033. The number's on the screen. Uh, when I was talking about Week 12 in the Canadian Football League, I said, why are they playing Dane Evans? He threw the game deciding pick six. Jeff is watching in Hamilton, Ontario. Jeff, why? And he says, hey, Rod and Moose, Schultz left the game with an injury. That's the only reason Dane Evans got back onto the field. I suspect we'll begin to see more of Jalen Morton and Jamie Newman as the season goes on. Preferably Newman. I went back and watched his Wake Forest footage. That kid is good. Assuming, of course, Bo Levi Mitchell doesn't join us in the coming weeks, which would be my first choice. So for the Canadian football fans, of which there are many watching, I think the Bo Levi watch is officially on. Does he finish the season with Calgary or does he get traded prior to the deadline? Because we feel there's no way that he will be uh, finished, or I feel there's no way he'll finish the season. Are you a yes or a no on does Bo finish the season with Calgary? Yeah, I don't think he finishes the season. I'm with you okay. on that. <clears throat> I don't think so. We're both, we're both no. Okay. Um, Brent watching in Regina. No, it's actually Olivia. I'm sorry. I got, there's, there's a lot of messages have come in here. Olivia says, Go Rod. Where? She says, Go Rod. Love the show. <laughs> How about that? And then types, Movies. Thanks, Olivia. So if you guys want to go into the text line for the contest, do that. Have you had the opportunity to watch Bullet Train, the movie yet? Oh, I haven't, but I'm going to be near a landmark cinema uh, next weekend when I get back from Winnipeg, and I'll be all alone for a few days, and I'm probably going to go to four or five different movies. But I'm, I'm curious for oh. your uh, review of it. Okay, so we went to it yesterday. And here's my take. It was an interesting movie. It stars Brad Pitt. So right there, you think it's a winner, right? You automatically think it's a winner. Yeah. And I'll say it again, if I'm being honest, which is what you pay me for and why I'm sitting here with the microphone, it's to be honest. I'll give it a four out of ten. Four oh, thumbs out no. of ten. Ooh. Bullet Train. Um, filmed entirely in Japan, but you don't need to because it was on a train i'm like you're not really shooting the budget here <clears throat> on travel because it was all on a train for the most part it was a lot of uh, it was a drama it was a comedy it was sci-fi there was some really wonderful life lessons in there there's some things that i really enjoyed that i live by one is every single thing that happens in your life has led you to the moment of where you are right now and it's all our conscious decisions as to why we're there so that part was really cool. I like that. But I'll just say, Darren, when you are Googling in the movie theater, what is the running time of blank, which is two hours and six minutes for Bullet Train? It, it, it's gone too long. So my friends were asking me, how was the movie? And I'm like, it was okay, but it was 40 minutes too long. So if you're going to Bullet Train, pack a lunch. So I'm not going to say it's bad, and Brad Pitt was really good in it. And Derek Dennis's twin, Derek Dennis's twin... Is plays one of the starring roles. So there's my review of Bullet Train for Landmark Cinemas. I'm not going to say don't go, 
but it's 40 minutes too long. So would you still go after uh, that review, Moose? You know what? I will, because I'm a guy who wants to check out all the movies. But, you know, I'm with you on that. You know, movies used to be all, you know, 90 minutes to 100 minutes, kind of an hour and a half, hour 40, hour 45. And if you were over two hours, this was a cinematic masterpiece, right? I mean, remember the Titanic was two VHS tapes. It was almost three hours. Um, It was very rare that a movie was over two hours, but you know that you were going to strap in and it was going to be something that was going to be up for an award. This feels more like a popcorn flick when I watch the, uh, the trailers, right? And a movie, I want to go have some laughs, a little bit of action, bing in, bing out. It's not going to be up for an award, but it'll be entertaining and it should be about 90 minutes. So the fact that it's two hours long, that's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I would say go. <clears throat> it was funny in parts, but it was, it was too long. So back on point... Um, Sean in Vancouver writes and he says, I like Moose's fan hat today. I don't know exactly what, what does that mean? Maybe he likes your shirt. I, I think you know he's what he talking about. Fan hat? Oh, he's I see. Talking fan about the fan. Over your head. Yeah. Right don't, t- don't turn that head. thing on, man. You're going to get a haircut. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean. Oh, I can't even people. Please proofread. Please proofread your messages before you send them. Um, regarding the breaking news today that Gary Stern is stepping down, I'd have to go and look at what the exact notification was from TSN, but the owner of the Montreal Alouettes stepping away from the team from day-to-day operations. I don't even really know what this means. And I am an Alouettes fan. Believe me, I am. What did Gary Stern say when he came on this show? He said, Rod, somebody with this, the Alouettes must really love you because this is interrupting my daily routine to come on your show. And I know who that is, Francis DuPont, whom I love. Um, I assume that's who he was referring to, but Gary stepped away. We don't know what this means. So Wilf is watching in Steinbach, Manitoba, and he says, Hi, Gary Stern could see money going down the toilet, along with little success on the field. The Alouettes need Jim Pop. <clears throat> Look, they do, but didn't they get close to a sellout for last week? They beat Hamilton. And they're coming off a bye. Isn't that interesting? Montreal didn't play last week. So what went down in the bye that coming out of the weekend, the owner's going to go, I'm out. And listen, as I said last hour, there aren't that many people, not, there aren't that many owners involved in day-to-day operations of any sports team. And if they are, they shouldn't be. Unless your name's Mario Lemieux, and you're the owner and an ex-player, right? Or, or Tom Brady who inevitably one day will be an owner of the Miami Dolphins because they just can't get it out of their head. I was at the luxury suite the other night, Moose, and uh, in the suite and around the suite, everybody, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom. It's all they talk about, man. How many times have I said it? I'm like, he doesn't play here. They're obsessed with Tom Brady in South Florida, which I understand everybody is but my God, he doesn't play her. But you know what I'm saying? If you're the owner you of a sports team, because you didn't make your millions or billions being the owner of a sports team, stay the hell out and leave it to the people that know what they're doing. And I just, that's kind of my read of Gary. Again, it's the breaking news of the day. What is your read on Gary Stern stepping down and away from the team as owner of the Montreal Alouettes? I appreciate the texter, but there's no way that attendance this season, play on the field this season, has anything to do with him stepping away from the team. Like nothing. Because 
you know, business people don't react to those micro things that happen in the micro, right? You know, you have to take care of those and try and make sure you're growing forward, but they make decisions based on the macro, the big, the long-term picture. If this was a trend and, you know, he saw no recovery, he'd make decisions, but they don't make rash decisions like this, especially to pack up the yeah. keys and leave. You think the owner of Walmart, they have one bad day of sales or, you know, a fire in, in, in the uh, stores are you know, Director Jordan would be uh, familiar with. They don't pack up and drop the keys off and say, I'm out because of one bad day or one bad year. There's much more to this. And it's uh, it's an interesting story. I'm sure we're going to hear about for a while. For the most part, they don't. But <clears throat> I mean, I get this. Yeah. Somebody said it's we're sad to see Gary go from the viewers. And um, I think we would all agree with that. He was what the CFL needed, but now he's gone. Uh, so, and then there's his Twitter account deactivated. And listen, listen up, folks, which I know a lot of you aren't going to hear this, but the important people will. And I believe, oh, we passed the 111 mark, but that's okay. Why the coaches and the players, and to a certain extent, some broadcasters, all have a mutual respect for each other is we need to be in front of the camera every GD day. Every day. I look at Chris Jones, I look at Cody Fajardo, just friends of mine. As I said, I talked to Cody last night. Um, Mark Tressman weighing in on the struggles Fajardo's going through. We got it. We can't hide. But the presidents, the owners, the CEOs, in a lot of ways, they just they hide. They run away. Gary Stern deactivating his Twitter account. Who does that? You know, like I love him from what I know of him. I've never met him face to face, but I just see it so many times. A lot of owners and executives don't face the damn music. And there's a lot of us that don't have the luxury of being able to do that. And that's why I think that there's a little, there's not a little, there's a lot of respect amongst those that are on the front lines every day. And I'm going to end up going on a huge rant here, but uh, I just know guys that on their way out of town, being fired, have sat in the owner's office or the president's office and said, and you and you know, I'm not obviously going to name names, but they're like, if you would get off your ass... And go down to the front lines and talk to your people. You might have an idea of what's going on here with your own franchise. And you don't even know and you're firing me? <laughs> That's just an imitation. I don't know why I'm getting so I upset. Know. No, but I know. He's just, and then, but, but, yeah, go ahead. Well, when there's situations like this and he just drops it and the Twitter account's gone and everything else, you know, you can have no expectation other than for all of us in the media, all of your fans and everybody around the league to just ask questions. So you wonder what happened, right? What happened that he just up and quit and dropped the keys off and shut it down and left? What happened? If all of a sudden you wake up and your neighbor's house is for sale, the blinds are shut, the cars are gone, and there's just tumbleweeds rolling in the driveway, you wonder what happened. Didn't even see them packing up. There was no goodbye. There was no farewell party. There was no, hey, I'm leaving this in good hands. No message to the team. It would be left in the middle of the night after, you know, being out and about and on Twitter all weekend. So there's going to be a lot of questions. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, John in Winnipeg has shown up. John. Um. And he says, great rant, Rod. Rant on. <laughs> well, all I'll say, I said it last week and I'll say it again. It's not for the faint of heart. My advisors have said to me that you've gone through some unbelievably tumultuous situations in your life and you've had to do them in front of all of the public. 
But the reward for you is it's made you incredibly strong, and you're never going to have to go through them again. So, and that's the same for anybody that's in public life. It's not just me, and I'm sitting here whining. But that's why we have a, a kinship amongst each other. Uh, yeah, I'll stop there. Don, our Navy friend, writes in, and he says, I saw a graphic that the CFL outperforms the MLS but is undervalued by Canadian media. It just proves my point that Canadian media companies will value U.S.-based leagues over Canadian-based leagues. Yes, in a way, and I don't really want to go down that road per se right now, Don, but you, you know, who are we blaming here? I blame the Canadian viewers. The TV networks are a pain in the ass in a lot of ways with what they put on, but... People aren't watching Canadian University uh, sports. If they were watching it, there'd be more of an appetite for the networks to carry it, or they can't sell it, right? So do you know what I'm saying? Do you, I know we're kind of out of time for oh, this. We, as a matter of fact, no, we are. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll come back and talk about this. More on the Leafs because they're our featured uh, team today. They want to talk about movies, and I get it. Some aren't agreeing with my assessment of Bullet Train, giving it a 4 out of 10 thumbs. How about that? Zig uh, Fercassian oh, is on no. the way as well from a Sirius XM NFL radio. We'll be back in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're back. It's a Monday, and it is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Well, at least it's my favorite. Anyways. And uh, the Moose is here, and can we bring him in? There's so much going on today. Uh, there's breaking news that a lot of folks want to talk about, and it is the um, Montreal Alouettes owner, Gary Stern, walking away from the team. Um, we talked a little college football, and uh, Tim, little Timmy, Writing us on Twitter, says, I won't lie, I'm almost more excited for college football this year than I am the CFL. There is something about seeing these kids get excited and some go pro. And hell, even Vandy won a game this season already. So interesting there. Um, <clears throat> we're going to morph. It's always fun when we morph topics, Moose. I said somebody didn't yeah. like my review of Bullet Train. Serena and I went to the movie yesterday. Bullet Train. Chris Jarl is watching in Surrey, B.C. Chris says, Bullet Train was better than Maverick. At least it was an original story. <gasps> Hot take. Should I, or do you want to tear him apart for saying that? I almost want to delete him from my <laughs> text group. Spicy. I won't, because we're all entitled to our uh, opinion here. But how Mo's dare gone. you? Moose has gone what? three times. I said Moose has gone three uh, times. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyways, Don't let me just get to the story. talk about Tom Cruise that way. No, I know. And let me just try to just, what did I tell you, Moose? Keep me on track here. Because squirrels are running all over the place. Um, I go into the theater. I'm wearing a Saskatchewan Rough Riders ball cap on Sunday to go watch Bullet Train uh, because Landmark Cinemas sponsors our show. And the guy me, behind me is like, Saskatchewan, huh? And I turned and I said, yeah, you know it? And he goes, ah, I used to be on a golf tour up there, and we didn't go into Canada, but we went to Montana, and 
Doug Flutie still a big deal up there? It's always a wonderful conversation starter, right? The CFL, it is. And uh, I turned, I said, well, not really, but he's still regarded as the greatest player that's ever played in the CFL, or at least I regard him as the best player that ever played in the CFL. And then we get talking, and I didn't even tell you, I didn't say this on the air, but I told you on the phone, just on the CFL vein, when I was in the luxury suite with those Dolphins players families on Saturday night, I was I bought my ticket, and there were 15 other people there that were all part of families. Uh, this lady came up to me, and she's like, my daughters want to know, what are, those, what are those championship rings you have on? I said, well, they're Grey Cup rings. So then they're like, hey, would you take them off? And sure, we're showing them around. And this guy goes, Saskatchewan? You're with Saskatchewan? I said, yeah. He goes, Kevin Francis. He played there. I said, Kevin Francis played at NCANT. I know Kevin, really funny guy, really tall guy. And then we get talking, and I'm like, how I got off on this tangent, I don't know. But again, it is also a very wonderful conversation starter. Um, and Terry Carrier watching on YouTube says, I know movies seem to be getting long. I went to the Elvis movie. After two hours, I was kind of like, geez, is he dead yet? <gasps> Making jokes about Elvis's death? We got a couple people might get banned here. But when I said, if, if, if you're going to a movie and you have to look at your watch or Google, what's the running time of this movie? It's an indication of how the movie's going. Was Elvis over two hours? Because I went to Elvis and I'm like, this is unbelievable. I love I never looked at my watch once. Didn't I go with you? Yeah, you did. I went with and you, Elvis right? is one of those movies, yeah, that might be up for an award, right? It's one of those movies that you would expect to be over two hours. And to be honest, the other one we went to in theaters was The Batman with Robert Pattinson, his ver you know, him as the Batman. And I expected that to be over two hours. That's one of the big cinematic masterpieces, and it was good. But I remember in that movie, I had to look at my phone and like, what time is it? Like this movie has gone on too long. It was about 45 minutes longer than it needed to be, and, and that was a pretty good movie for mo the most part. I want to go to Elvis again, and probably will. Oh, you got to go to Elvis. If that's the one movie. Elvis was my pick. Mavericks Moose's pick for the flicks of the year, both available at Landmark Cinemas, of course, and uh, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says we are all entitled to our opinions, but as we saw earlier, the host might mock it. <laughs> I think Jeff, the Stamps fan, needs his own show. But he was the guy that said, there's no way Bo gets traded by the end of the year. Let's just put that on the back burner and let it percolate. Let it simmer for a while. Not percolate. Let it simmer for a while, the Bo thing. Because we're not going to know until at least the trade deadline when that is. Do you know when the – did you – I have not found out when the trade deadline is. Have you? No. No. Haven't figured no. it out. Somebody want to tell us when the trade deadline is? Oh, and by the way, I discovered my point. It just took me five minutes to get to it. With these owners, and I understand that they own, and you're an owner. But I don't put you in that group of some of these owners, Darren. People get very upset that the Super Bowl gets presented by the, to the owner first. I get it. Without owners, we'd have no sports, period. But the guy in the movie theater here in Boca Raton didn't ask me about Bruce McNall. He asked me about Doug Flutie. <laughs> it's the players. 
And I just, I got so tired of the players getting shafted. Um, Very tired of the players getting shafted. So, do you know what I'm saying? Does anybody ever bring up the owner? Ever. And But that pisses the owners off. Believe me, it does. Because they're like, I own this thing. How come they're not talking about me? I've had that happen. And I'm like, you've got all the money. You need the fame too? Anyways, sorry, go ahead. That's what you get as the owner. You get the money if you win, or you don't get any if you don't win, and you're not very good at business. Um, That's just literally how it works. And, I mean, there are two that get enough of the fame, and that's Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Robert Kraft, because he wins, and they they were very successful. And and Jerry Jones, because he's Jerry, and he loves to be in front of the camera, and he makes himself you know, known. He's also the general manager of the franchise as well. So there's that. But yeah, for the most part, nobody's asking about the owners. Nobody's paying attention to the owners. They don't show up on the documentaries. They're not in the the highlight reels. It's all the players and the coaches to an extent. And the broadcasters, but it really ticks the owners off. Uh, Believe me, it does. Um, John Ohm, Ohm in Calgary or Winnipeg says, what gets all shook up? And comes on your salad. Elvis Parsley. Hot damn. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. Terry, regarding the Elvis commentary, the movie, Terry Carrier says, sorry, too soon, I guess. Too soon. Yes, he died in 1977. It's too soon. Don't mock deaths about the king. Um, Ryan... Can everybody write this down and pin it? Ryan in Toronto says it looks like the CFL trade deadline is October 5th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Can we pin that? Uh, uh, uh. Don't forget that, Moose, because how many times we bring it up like every day and we never knew when it was. We do. Right? October 5th, and that gives us a really good timeline now. And it gives, you know, Calgary, Hamilton, mm-hmm. BC, and Saskatchewan, time to figure it out, right? I mean, you still got another month. And, you know, if Cody keeps it going for a month, or if he doesn't, you're going to lean one way or the other. Same thing in Calgary, and especially in BC. You've got a month to figure out if Michael O'Connor's your guy, if Antonio Pipkin's your guy. It's a lot of time. I'm smiling because, obviously, my mind, several things are flashing through my mind as we go here. Um I opened up the text line. Let's get some let's get some new comments in 902-518-3033. The number will be flashed on the screen momentarily. 902-518-3033. Let's hear from you. Whatever you'd like to talk about, but I do <laughs> I do want to say this. I'm very grateful for the things that have happened in my life that have gotten me to this point. I auditioned for something as you know over the weekend, something that would have been compl- complimentary to what we're doing here. I'm not going to say any more than what it was because I was informed yesterday, this is what they said, you're too Canadian for us. And I'm like, how about that? Thank you. That was, that was the criticism. They're like, we're, we're not going to bring you on because you're too Canadian. And uh, the guy also said, you do a lot of what I do and there's only room for one of us and that's me. So that's a direct quote. He's probably watching right now. So I wasn't offended. But the thing is, you're, you're, you're too Canadian. Um, a lot of people would say, well, how can I change? Even you said that. You're like, well, did you say, what do you, what do you need? What could I change? I'm like, no. I'm not going to change. 
But I don't think a lot of people would do that. Yeah, and I admire the authentic, the uh, the authentic nature, right? Sorry, I got a big sneeze, cave. First time oh, well, that's it. happened on the air. Thank you. But um, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean you're true to yourself, and uh, and I like that. That's cool too. You're too Canadian. What does that even mean? I don't know. It just it reminds me of when TSN did offer me that job and i'm not trying to be that guy but they said well you're in saskatchewan you must be dying to get out of there i'm like the hell's that supposed to mean just piss me off um (laughs) jason and red you're watching says your response on being too canadian was probably sorry (laughs) basically (laughs) but i don't make any apologies for that either um stacy Watching from Access World Headquarters, Access TV. Stacy watching says CFL Trade Center on the RP show. I don't think so. Wouldn't that be something, hey? Yeah. That'd be okay. But we'd be sitting around talking about a lot of nothing. <laughs> that happens a lot on the NHL Trade Center where there's actual trades. True. Um, we've often 20 years covering the Canadian Football League. And that the only trade that I can ever remember that didn't even seem like a huge significance at the time was the Calgary Stampeders trading kicker Tyler Crepigna to Saskatchewan for Jerome Messam, and that was in 2015. And it ended up being a really big deal. Messam's contract was expiring. All the Ryder Nation was upset that they got rid of Messam. And it's like he had an expiring contract. It's 2015. We're going to be 3-15. and 15. And Tyler Capini ended up kicking for the Riders for two to three years, ended up replacing Darian Durant. So it was a good trade, but it's, well, and then there was a Kevin Glenn trade. And every time Kevin Glenn got traded, that was somewhat significant. It was kind of a, what do you call it, a yard mark in his career for Kevin Glenn. But other than that, not any particularly significant trades in CFL history. BW in Edmonton says, I'm late getting in, but never change, Rod. Uh... Thanks for saying that, but I ain't going to. Not at this stage of the game. Things are actually getting better, not worse. Um, before I let you go, do you have anything that you would like me to ask Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NFL Radio? He's coming oh, boy. Up. I'd like to know what his most interesting storylines are heading into the season. There's the obvious ones, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see you know, what jumps off the page for Zig in terms of storylines coming into the season, we know about the Baker storyline and, you know, can Tom win one more oh. and, you know, some quarterback battles like in Seattle, but you know, what's on Zig's mind. I'm, I'm curious. I will. Uh, and that reminds me. So the poll question, let's put that up for a second for capital Automall universal collision center is who is the NFL's number one player, the top three from the NFL network survey, the player survey, which came down Sunday night where Tom Brady Aaron Donald and Aaron Rodgers in that order and that's our poll question which one of those do you feel is the best or somebody else and you've got 23 hours ish to vote on that poll but Tom Brady is leading the poll and uh, yeah we're gonna have to break I'd love to talk about that more maybe in overtime when you come back I'll answer one more question Ryan in Toronto says was it a trade when the Argos stole Ricky Ray I can't recall how that even happened that was an off-season trade. I've had a lot of friends that were working for the Eskimos at the time, and they were like, we, we just did what? It was an off-season trade. I want to say February. 
but it wasn't a trade deadline deal. So Mo, or Mo, Moose, I've called you Mo twice now. Mo Egger was an hour one. We'll see you back here for overtime, okay? You bet. Zig Fricasi from Sirius XM NFL Radio joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Brand new week on the RP Show. The only game of record tonight in Major League Baseball that we uh, have on our radar is the Blue Jays home to the Cubs. Jays trying to snap a three-game slide. The NFL preseason concluded on Sunday. Now a long two-week wait, into, or close to two weeks, till we kick it off in week one. Let's open it up there with Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NFL Radio, one of our good friends, joining us today from, uh, I believe, New Jersey. How you doing, Ziggy? What's going on, my friend? How you been? Oh, I'm wonderful, dude. Had, hey, I had a front row seat for two at a Tyreek on Saturday night, 51 yards. Who saw that coming, man? Let's open there. What'd you think of that, Zig? You had to be impressed if you were a Dolphins fan. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's obviously one of the big storylines uh, to come through this season. Two at a Tyreek, will they be able to, you know, be that electric connection that the Dolphins haven't had? So. It was quite encouraging to see. Again, it's preseason, but if Tua does anything, I think the Dolphins are in the mix for a playoff spot this year. Oh, are they excited here in South Florida? And uh, Tom Brady's name continues to be on the fans' lips, even in Hard Rock Stadium. But I want to ask you this. This is what I meant to lead with. Tom Brady named the number one player by the NFL players in the NFL Network poll of the top 100. Do you go along with that? Tom's the best player at age 45, or was that a popularity contest? It might be, but obviously uh, the guy is the greatest winner of all time. Uh, he still has a drive for the game. Now, you know, the, within the last six months, you know, there's been the retirement, the unretirement, now this leave rod. So it, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, is this becoming a little bit too much of a distraction? You know, in other words, because he's considered the greatest, is it really, you know, acceptable behavior? I guess so, because the Bucs went ahead with this. And now he even said after the game the other night that he still has blank to deal with. So whatever that means remains to be seen. But just in terms of a popularity thing, maybe. But again, he's the greatest winner of all time. If it's me, I might have put Aaron Donald, even though when he's not swinging Bengals helmets at anybody at practice the other day. He might still be the top player in the league. Well, that reminds me. Uh, I'm looking at viewer comments. Anything you got for Zig, folks, uh, far, far away. Every training camp, we hear of a fight or brawl in some camp, and usually involving joint practices. Why is it always such right. a big deal every year? And by the way, Zig, the coaches always downplay it, which doesn't surprise me. No, because I think there is sort of a motivating factor there to sort of get your lather up. And, I mean, let's face it, Rod, <laughs> these are the teams that opposed each other in the last Super Bowl. It turned out to be a terrific ball game. But, you know, just on, on a side note with that, I know the NFL uh, can't basically come down 
with any type of uh, punishment on Aaron Donald, although I think they get strongly suggested. I'll be curious to see what happens. Do I see a suspension for the opener against the Bills? I do not. But uh, again, that's reckless behavior. And I, and I know it's a scrimmage. When you're swinging a weapon around like that, it's highly dangerous. So um, it, it, I, I kind of get tired of the boys or being boys type of thing. If something like that happened, I think the, the league should act swiftly if they wanted to deal with any type of punishment. You know, I talk about coming out of the preseason here, the three-game preseason now, Zay. What <clears throat> did you, do you see a change in the way business is done in the NFL in that most of the jobs were predetermined? I don't hear as many stories that, oh, tonight we'll decide who's the starting quarterback or who's our number one receiver right. or who's our starting right tackle. It seems like they know that. And that never used to be the case in the National Football League. No, not at all. And again, that that's changed a lot because of the salary cap era. I think now, Rod, what we're looking at is a scenario. Well, who's this going to be the team's, you know, sixth or seventh defensive back? Who's going to be the rotational yeah. tackle? Who's going to who's going to handle the the punter kick return duty? So it's not like you say back when. You know, I can remember. You know, for years, gosh, late seventies, early eighties, with the Jets, for example. You know, was it going to be Richard Todd or Matt Robinson, the starting quarterback? We do have that in Pittsburgh, although I think the indications now it's probably going to be Trubisky, but you don't have as much of it like you used to. Yeah, well, Mo Egger was on with us last hour. I'm not sure if you've ever had a chance to break bread with Mo or met him from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. He thinks they should go with uh, sure. Kenny Pickett the Steelers going into Cincy in week one. I've been watching ESPN all morning. They're saying, no, go with Trubisky. He's the vet. We got a long time to groom Pickett. So they don't know. And what did Mike Tomlin say? We'll make it at our convenience. <laughs> the decision. <laughs> Who do you think starts in week one? <laughs> I, I would say it's Trubisky just because he's got, you know, the veteran starting experience. I mean, they, they did get to the playoffs a couple times, Rod. Uh, during his time in Chicago, I think ideally long-term Pickett is the guy, but we've seen in other scenarios, you know, you go back to Green Bay, you know, there was that dust up last year, the controversy with Rodgers and Love. The fact is Green Bay wants to, you know, nurture Jordan Love like they did Aaron Rodgers back in the day when he ultimately took over for Favre. So I think long answer to your question, it'll probably be Trubisky, Although I think uh, Pickett, does he see a little game action this year? That remains to be seen. And I think Mason Rudolph may be one of those guys that uh, tries to find another job on a different NFL roster. It's a wonderful answer, not a long one. And by the way, from our viewers, here they come. Ted in Red Deer, Alberta wants to know what your expectations are for Trey Lance this year. Ted, that's an outstanding question. Um, the 49ers <laughs> have made their bed with Trey Lance. I mean, they gave they gave up an awful lot to get him, and they've already moved on from Jimmy G as much. So, you know, I heard uh, the last segment, you were talking about some interesting storylines that may not be so obvious. One of those is what do they ultimately do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it one of those things if the Niners start one and four, one and five? You somehow keep Jimmy G around, or, or do you let let him go? You run the risk that maybe Seattle picks him up in, in a waiver claim, that type of thing. Um, I saw, I guess, bits and pieces of some good things from Trey Lance uh, this offseason, Rod, but 
it's clear the 49ers now have made their bed with him. So what they're going to hope to have is ultimately a good, deep ground game. And, of course, the defense is still one of the NFL's very best. And at least early in his career, you probably want Trey Lance to be more of a game manager. That's kind of a you know ugly term, but it, it is what it is until he gets more familiarity and comfortability and the play, uh, the play calling, and also you know the execution of those plays. So, uh, the answer to your question, I would definitely say there is a lot expected. 49ers are probably going to have to win a lot of games this year just on the defense alone. Well, hey, you take a quarterback that high, uh, you're going to put him in this position. I'm What I'm told is that next week, Garoppolo's due a $26 million bonus, and that's why nobody's wanted to trade for him. Is that story exactly. correct as far as you know? That's the fact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah there's, yeah, there's a, no, all I was going to say is, you know, are you, know, you going to be able to – you got to have a team, Rod, to be able to take on, you know, that kind of a salary and also – how is his shoulder? Is he 100% coming back from that injury? Uh, Wayne in British Columbia wants to know, hey, Zeg, how do you think Russell Wilson will do in Denver? Ooh, that's a good question, Wayne. Uh, Broncos are definitely hoping that he does well because they gave up the ranch to get him in that trade with Seattle. Uh, he didn't play at all during the preseason, but you know, you look at the the Broncos, obviously, some promising young backs that they have there. Whereas Cortland Sutton, a nice receiving core. Albert O, an emerging young tight end, because I would butcher his last name if I tried to pronounce it. But uh, he brings some instant credibility there to the Denver Broncos. He knows a lot's expected of him. And for the new ownership group there in Denver, you know, they haven't been able to replace Peyton Manning to be perfectly honest with you. So hopefully now Russell's that guy. He's in the prime of his career, Rod. And, you know, the Broncos, a lot of expectation and which should be a ridiculously competitive AFC West this year. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win the division? I'm still sticking with Kansas City. I have the best coach in the division, the best quarterback in the division. And I, for one, think the subtraction of Tyreek Hill will actually turn out to be beneficial. There's going to be more more balls going around for other guys here. Scantling, obviously, added from Green Bay. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you already got Kelsey there. I think you're going to see uh, McCole Hardman play a, a bigger role in this offense. I think they try to run the ball a, a little bit more uh, than they have over the years. So, to me, it's airtight, but again, with with, with the Chargers, too many mistakes in the past. I got to see that eliminated and Herbert to take that next step. Raiders probably are the stiffest of the competition for them. And with Denver, I think they'll be better. Do I think with Russell Wilson, they win the AFC West? Probably not. That's why I lean towards Kansas City. Zig, it's so wonderful to hear your voice. I've brought my satellite radio with me down here to South Florida. What's your <laughs> schedule this week so I know to tune in? Well, appreciate that as always, Rod. Of course, uh, we are 2 to 6 Eastern, Saturday and Sunday. This is basically the last sort of uh, weekend of that schedule. And then uh, once the season starts, we'll be on with Todd Haley on Saturdays, probably 5 to 8 Eastern time. And then after Sunday night football, Channel 88 and, of course, the Sirius XM app. And, of course, you can hear my 
sports updates uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on our platform of channels. I love it. Ziggy, thanks for the time, man. Enjoy the ball. All right, my brother. Be good, okay? Always, always. Zig Fricasse from Sirius XM NFL Radio. The Moose rejoins us for overtime right after this. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, we got the moose with us. And uh, here we go. It is overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. How you doing, Governor? I'm doing great. Doing great. Good. I um, Are you in on that meeting we have this afternoon at 1 p.m. your time, 3 p.m. ours? Or is it just our... I will be on. Is it just us? I'll be on for the first little bit of it. You bet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, I appreciate the guys from a podcast who just re- just reached out and asked me if uh, I would be willing to come on their podcast to preview the NFL season. And I just kind of laugh because I think, I think, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was an NFL entity that I auditioned for over the weekend. And the guys that said, you're too Canadian for us, but thanks. And now these guys from the podcast, like, will you come on and talk NFL? It's uh, For me, it was like, ah, here we go. I have to do this on my own again, and that's okay, <laughs> right? And it just <laughs> reminds me of when I had the tour of the Sirius XFM, Sirius XM Studios in downtown New York, in Manhattan. And I know you've heard the story, and i got to say it again. It's so much fun. I wish you were with me. Someday, Moose, you got to start traveling with me, man. Um, so Zig Fricasse, Zig Fricasse is taking me all around the Sirius XM studios. And uh, we hung our head in the NFL Network radio studio. And Howard David was sitting there. Howard David. And he was hosting the afternoon show on NFL radio. And I, I'll never, <laughs> you can tell that Zig obviously is a good friend of mine, right? So Zig's like, Howard, yeah. this is my friend Rod Peterson. He's from Canada, and he's the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Howard, Howard was the voice of Monday Night Football. And Howard David goes, and Sunday Night Football, and the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't care. I'm like, Howard, can I get a photo? And he's like, if you must. It was so great. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Reminds me. Huh? Howard Cosell, man. It's Howard Cosell uh, type guy. And it makes me want to watch that movie again when you do the imitation. I love it. (laughs) Monday Night Mayhem. Yes. But my point was I've been around approximately one million grumpy old radio guys in my life. So for Howard David to go, if you must. I didn't care. I'm like, get out of the way. I'm taking the photo. So uh, yeah. it's just, it's just so darn much fun. Oh, so I can handle these NFL questions. Like Jeff in Hamilton wanted me to ask Zig, but he, it, you and I will handle it, Moose. He says, if the Lions, Detroit, went 17 and 0. Yes, I know how it sounds. Would they be the only team to have both winless and lossless seasons? 
Well, of course, Jeff, you should know that. There's only been one team that's ever had a winning undefeated season. It's the Miami Dolphins and, of course, the Patriots in the regular season. But nobody else has had the losing season. I believe it's only the Lions that have ever gone winless. The Detroit Lions aren't going 17-0. and But, like, oh, my goodness, Darren. Like, it is an unending buffet of NFL talk. It's just insane. How is, why is it that well, way? You, well, you think, first of all, how we can get so much juice out of the CFL with nine teams. Imagine when you got, you know, 30 of them. It's insane. Um, there's so many different storylines and, and topics. And you think of the number, just the sheer volume of players that come through the National Football League. It's, you know, obviously it's over three times what you've had through the Canadian Football League even though the Canadian Football League's been around 100 years. It's just the number of teams and players and cities that they're involved in. Stephen in North Dakota watching says, I'm cleaning truck windows in sunny Minot, North Dakota. Still can't see any other CFL coverage from here. Keep the greatness going, RP Show. That's the point. Although we've decided to pivot a little bit and go more NFL, more college, more NHL, there's still nobody talking as much CFL as us. And similar to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, yeah, we put out a tweet for the top 12 power rankings in the SJ. Who else is doing that? From one tweet, it had Mondo reaction. Grant yeah. watching on Game Plus TV in, Col- in Kelowna, BC, says, I'm, he quotes TSN saying to me, you must be dying to get out of Saskatchewan. How rude. TSN stands for Toronto Network. Well, Grant, you're in Kelowna. So, I feel like you might have left at some point. Let me know. Moose, see you tomorrow. Great job. You bet. Hey, all the rest of you. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>